Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you all had a lovely week in the sun. Oh my god, I literally could not move from it. When I say I get nothing done when the sun is out, I mean like not a single chore gets done. And the thing is, most of the things I do are, you know, on my own time scale, I guess. I can pick and choose when I do things. I can pick and choose if I don't want to do things. I mean, if I just choose not to do anything, I'm not really going to get anywhere, am I? But you know what I mean? It's kind of, there's a there's a bit of leniency. You've got the freedom to pick and choose when you want to do things. But when the sun's like, it all just comes to a standstill and it's kind of, what's the word? I guess detrimental in a way. So I am kind of semi-happy that the sun has disappeared for a little while. I mean, I really, really enjoyed that heat wave, but you know, it's good to get back into the swing of actually doing things other than lying out in my back garden and cooking in the sun. That being said, I do love being in the sun, but I always try and promote healthy skin. Look after your skin. Wear your SPF 50. I know the best thing to do is to probably not sunbathe, but I just don't have that in me. So at least I wear SPF 50 when I do sunbathe. And I encourage you all to do the same. Speaking of looking after your skin and all of that. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll probably know that I have been on a little bit of a journey with my skin a while back. Okay, let's do a recap. So I'm going to say about a year ago, my friend, one of my close friends, Cara, she got, basically she got a couple moles looked at because she was a bit worried about them and they like flagged it as really urgent basically because they looked really iffy, just. There's certain things to look out for. It's like a variation of colours. Basically when they're irregular in shape, texture, colour, yeah. If there's any irregularities and if they're particularly big, or if they've changed, or if they're new, that's when there can be issues with moles. So basically, I think a couple of hers got flagged. She literally got bumped straight to the top of the list because it was urgent. Um, she got them seen too, got them taken out. Then when you get them taken out, they get sent away for like a biopsy. And they come back to you within, usually I think about four weeks, and give you the results of that. So basically, they will tell you if it was just completely benign and you're all good. Or they will come back and say, well, in her case, they came back and said that one of them was melanoma, but that it hadn't yet developed into cancer. So like it was a melanoma. I don't really know. I'm not a doctor, so I really don't know the proper terminology for this. But as far as I'm aware, basically it was in the early stages of it. So it was fine. Like it hadn't developed into cancer cells yet, but it it would have if it wasn't caught is what I'm under the impression of what happened. So she obviously told everyone, tried to urge people, you know, if you've got any moles on your body that you're worried about, please go and get them checked. Um, Because this is what happened to me, like told everyone the full story. And I freaked out because I did not look after my skin when I was away. Like when I was in Australia, when I was in Thailand and stuff, I would just I would wear sun cream on my face and if I was going to the beach for like a sunbathing day I'd wear sun cream but when I was just out and about walking places and just on a day-to-day basis I never wore sun cream. I also had a small period of my life where I was into sunbed 
it wasn't for too long um, and I wouldn't do it like consistently year round you know maybe a month before going on holidays and then a few months after to try and keep the tan you know when you're just like holding on by a thread to try and keep your natural tan I've never been like flat out on some beds you know I've never been someone that's been addicted to them and going for like 15 minutes every other day type of thing I was definitely more of like a four to six minutes like once once twice a week maybe and only for like a month or two at a time but even that just like really skyrockets your risk of developing skin cancer like no sunbed use in general is good for you no matter how small it is so I'm not justifying what I did but luckily I wasn't ever at a really bad stage what I'm trying to say is I hadn't like damaged my skin past the point of return but obviously I was still very aware that I had used them I hadn't worn SPF when I was away and Australia has I actually always thought this was a joke I don't know why but they always talk about this hole in the ozone in Australia and for some reason in my head before I went I always thought it was a joke and then when I went there I actually found out no it is true there is apparently a hole in the ozone layer that means more of the harmful rays get to Australia hence why so many people in Australia like their rates of skin cancer are so much higher but I actually thought their skin cancer rates being so high were just because the amount of sun they get in comparison to other places because yeah obviously there's going to be a positive correlation but the more sun you get the more people are going to have skin cancer turns out they actually have a higher rate even as countries that have the same amount of sun as them and it is because this hole in the ozone that means you can damage your skin so much easier so as a result of this they've like taken tax off all sun cream products it's really cheap to buy like a big bottle of factor 50 there and I think I don't know if it's law but nine times out of ten when you go to literally any bar restaurant cafe anything where there is outside seating whether it's literally just a couple of tables out the front or whether it's a full you know bar terrace it doesn't matter there will always be sun cream available there for people to use which is really good but didn't affect me because I didn't use it (laughs) yeah I kind of wish someone had warned me of this before I went and kind of just encouraged me to look after my skin like our family are very bad with this (laughs) and now I'm the one that has to like tell everyone to look after the skin and I'm always throwing the sun cream at people and being like have you got your SPF on I'm that annoying bitch yeah I I don't really have someone in my life to do that to me like I we've always been the kind of family like on holiday each day would be like working down in the factor till eventually the last week you're on literally the factor three oil like cooking away in the sun all having like tanning competitions to see who can get the most tan and I honestly just never thought twice about it I mean why would you it kind of seemed like it was what everyone else was doing do you know when I first noticed though how much damage I'd done to my skin because I mean when I say damage I don't have like pigmentation and stuff like that that you get from bad sun damage over years but basically the sun can affect your skin in a lot of ways you can get bad pigmentation you can get it can give you like premature wrinkles and just dry your skin out in general and it can also like open your pores and make your pores bigger and that was the thing I noticed the most when I came home see I have this mirror in my bathroom and it's an absolute curse of a mirror if I could get rid of it I would but I don't really know how I would go about that because it's one of those mirrors that is like got a cabinet in the back of it 
so don't really know how I would go about replacing it but I would like to because it is one of those bathroom mirrors right it's got a wee light at the top of it it is the most HD mirror I have ever seen in my whole life I've never seen a single mirror in the whole entire world even in like hotels or anything that is as HD as this mirror it shows every single pore on your skin it shows every little blackhead like you name it you can see everything in that mirror but not in a normal way do you know what I mean because I feel like it's not good to see all those things because at the end of the day other people don't see that on you and you don't see that on you because people are going to be far away from you when they're talking to you they're not staring at your face close up to see all these things on your face so you shouldn't be seeing them either because it doesn't matter do you know what I mean but anyway this mirror shows absolutely everything it is the bane of my life it's what makes me pick my skin like crazy like I think that's why my whole habit of squeezing and picking started was because of this mirror and my habit just like sometimes I do break it for a while but then I always just end up back in it at the minute I'm I'm really bad for it at the minute like literally every single day squeezing every single pore of my face until it's been an hour and I walk out like so ashamed with like a bright red face I'm like what have I done I actually put a post up the other day about it because I was like this is not okay I need to stop I need all of your tips and tricks as as to either how you've stopped picking your skin or like things you do to prevent you from doing it or I need your tricks on how to shrink the fucking pores in your face so that you don't have anything to squeeze (laughs) and so many of you replied actually thank you very much for that because oh my god I couldn't believe how many of you are in the same boat sometimes you just think you're the only person doing it and you just think you're such an idiot yeah I really it's something I'm working on well I say I'm working on I'm really not doing anything about it but I need to definitely get on top of that anyway I come back from Australia I look in the mirror that mirror that I'm talking about and for the first time in my life I see because I was I was bad at picking my skin before but I had like I would pick my my spots as opposed to anything else. Like I had bad skin, so I would always squeeze my spots. But then I'd come home, I had perfect skin in terms of there was no acne, no spots, no blemishes. But all of a sudden, I had all of these pores and blackheads on my face. And I was like, okay, I say all these pores, like everyone has pores, but my pores were a lot bigger. And I was just like, oh my God, what have I done? And I knew it was from sun damage so yeah wear your SPF 50 every day learn from me and don't learn the hard way by it happening to you because now I'm trying to tackle it with skincare I would love to get like the laser facial thing that like zaps your pores just please listen to me and please even if you live in Belfast like me in a pretty grey climate that doesn't have sun out that often Honestly, just protect your skin and wear SPF 50 every day. Just wear it like it's a moisturiser. Okay, wait, how did I get here? Oh, I was going through the story of me. Okay, yeah, so obviously I'm aware my skin has been a bit damaged. And I have quite a lot of moles on my body. I don't know where I get that from. Are we a moly family? My sister definitely has a lot of moles. I feel like my brother doesn't. And I don't know about my mum and dad. I really can't think. But anyway... I'm quite a, I mean, I don't have like hundreds, but I definitely do have a lot of moles. So it can be hard when you have quite a lot to keep track of them and to know what's new, to know what's changed. Because 
you know, when there's that many and you look at them, you just think, oh, that was probably there before or yeah, I remember that one and it probably looked the same or was it different? Like, it's just really hard to keep track of. So anyway, I go, I get a referral to go to a place in Belfast called Belfast Skin Clinic, which is like a private skin clinic. I have private health insurance, luckily, so it actually was covered under them. So if you do have private health insurance and you weren't aware that this was something that they cover, definitely give them a ring to see if they do, because I'm sure a lot of them do. But yeah, so I got referred, went to Belfast Skin Clinic, got them looked at. They take a few photos, give you like a full body inspection. If there's anything of concern, they, you know, take little close ups and tell you which ones to kind of keep an eye on. And then you come back in three months and they recheck them all again, see if anything's changed, if anything's a bit strange or startling and they decide what to do from there. So from there, from that second check is when they told me they were... So there was one in particular that she wanted to remove and then she was like well while we're doing it we may as well remove that other one that's a little bit worrying because I have one on my back right and for some reason I always would think I'd always forget it was a mole because I couldn't see it and I'd always think it was like a spot or a bite and stuff like that and I would always like scratch it and then sometimes it would end up bleeding and things which is really bad I think for moles to have like yeah to just be played with like that I don't I don't know to just cut them and stuff I don't think that's that great yeah so basically they were like we'll just remove these two so I went in to get them removed at Christmas time last year it's a fairly quick and easy procedure they inject you with like local anaesthetic so that you can't feel a thing they literally cut it out like with a scalpel and then they sew you back together with stitches so then obviously you have to wait to get your results back and luckily both were all good completely benign nothing wrong with them and then you go for like another checkup so you go back get your stitches and all clean taken out stuff like that then after you find out the results of them then you go back for like a third check and just make sure everything's all good and none of the other ones on your body have changed or anything as well at this point well if for example my results were to come back like my friends where there was an issue with one of them then what actually happens is that you go back in and you have to get more skin taken out from that area so like my friend she had to go she ended up having to go back twice to get more skin taken out so you do end up getting a good chunk of skin like properly taken out of wherever the area is in that case and that's just to make sure that every cell surrounding that is completely removed and there's no risk of anything that's left in there still containing those melanoma cells but luckily I didn't have to do that just the one surgery was enough so then from there it was like okay either that's you done and you can just keep an eye yourself now on your moles and things because we've got rid of ones that have been worrying you or what you can do and what is becoming a lot more common these days is so that you have like a baseline to refer back to they have this thing that's like a full body it's called like a mole mapping so it's like a full body scan essentially that scans take it takes images of your whole body from all different angles all sides gets literally everywhere and photographs all the moles on your body and then like labels them so essentially what you're left with is like a little rotating image of yourself that 
you can spin around, look up and down and zoom in on and see all the different malls everywhere and them all labelled and then ones that are particularly big or dark or just worth noting they will also take close zoom in like microscopic images of so they press this other camera up to the individual moles so basically what happens is the machine tells you so you do the whole body scan one right then the machine itself labels all the moles and then it tells the nurse which ones you need to take microscopic images of so you essentially end up with this like 3D thing of your body that you can zoom into and out of to see on a microscopic level what the moles look like all over your body. It's very clever technology. I I was very shook by how high tech it was to be honest and it basically just means I always have that to go back to to see oh is this a new mole like was it on my original scan has this actually changed or am I just imagining it things like that. So the pressure isn't all on you to think oh my god I need to constantly track these all the time and get someone to look at the ones on my back and the ones I can't see and stuff like that it was really funny actually so obviously when you're doing it you're naked well you were like I was wearing my pants but yeah you're just standing against a black screen naked and you have to like turn around and stand in different ways and stuff while the camera takes photos of you and then the nurse was showing me the pictures after so that I could see how it all worked and it was so funny see seeing yourself like completely naked against a black screen standing like that I am <laughs> I am built like a 14 year old boy <laughs> it's so funny to look at in that because obviously when I dress in well just when I dress the way I do it kind of like accentuates certain things or I mean what am I talking about I literally wear baggy clothes all the time but yeah it was just really funny to see because obviously I'm well I'm five foot three and I have no hip to waist ratio I'm built like a rectangle but then I have like wide I'm not saying I have really wide shoulders but I have wider shoulders than my hips and waist so it looks like you know when boys have that upside down triangle shape where their shoulders are wide and then it goes like slim down to their waist I have that shape (laughs) and see seeing it in a scan like that I was literally like oh my god I am a sporty 14 year old boy. <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd give you an update on that. Sorry, I know that literally took about 20 minutes to tell you. But that is where I'm at with my mole journey. And I just thought I would update you on it because it all happened over the last week there. So that's about exciting as my life's been. Mole scanning and sunbathing. I mean, the two shouldn't really go together, should they? <laughs> Here I am promoting healthy skin and getting your moles checked, but then also lying out in the sun. But no, just wear your SPF 50 and you're good. Okay, so for this week's podcast, I thought it would be funny to do this new trend. Well, it's not that new. It's been all over TikTok and podcasts for a little while now, but it is the he's a 10 but or he's a whatever but trend and I think it's absolutely hilarious it's kind of like the new ick but it's not as brutal as icks I guess because you've also got the the good side to it the things you know the personality traits that are good and make people more attractive do you know what I was actually just thinking about this I've actually not seen any maybe I have but I can't think off the top of my head if I've seen any boys do this but it be like about a girl you know, like she's a 10 butt or she's a 4 butt. 
I haven't really seen that. I've seen some guys reading out the ones about guys and just pissing themselves at it. But I haven't really seen too much of the other way around. Let's get straight into it. You guys sent in so many. I was looking through them the other day with my boyfriend and we were pissing ourselves. (laughs) So let's see. Okay, he's a 10, but... He wears those baggy boxers old men wear. Right, maybe an unpopular opinion here, but I low-key kind of like them. But not... They have to be Calvin Klein, though. Like a nice Calvin Klein, blue check, baggy boxer. I kind of rate that. I don't... Yeah, I would... He's still a 10 to me, to be honest. Okay, he's a 10, but he loved Luca and Jackson Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of boys did love jacks though i think well to be fair i think he did get a lot of love when he decided to leave and stuff as well he's a 10 but he doesn't cut his toenails <laughs> no why is this a thing across the board with all boys they just refuse to cut their toenails it is absolutely vile like I don't understand they have so little to do they're expected to do so little their standards of beauty are literally get a haircut every now and then and cut your toenails and your hand nails and that's it and you still can't even do that it's like they want to be able to pick their nose at them it's disgusting and no matter how many times you tell them as well oh no so I'm gonna say for that one it should be lower it should make them less but because it's so because I'm so used to it I'm just gonna say nine I just have a thing though against long toenails across the board like for girls as well do you know when you see girls get like with like long painted toenails they really really turn me there's something really creepy about them and I feel like as soon as I see them I can just feel them against my shoe the thought of having long toenails in a shoe just really... Like, imagine running in a shoe. Imagine you had to run for some reason. You're about to miss your bus. No, that's really icky. <laughs> and you could just feel your claws digging into your shoe. Nah, I just think short toenails are the way forward for everyone. He's a 10, but his mum still changes his bed sheets. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm going to guess by this one, though, that he lives at home. Because if his mum still changed his bed sheets, Or what if he, he took his bed sheets off and brought them home to get washed? I'm sure there's a lot of people that still do that. There's got to be. There just comes a point in your life where it's just understood that you need to wash your own bed sheets. You know, it, it doesn't even need to be discussed. It just comes with maturity and understanding you should clean your own grime he's a 10 but his mum changes his bed so I'm gonna say he's an it yeah he's an it he's a 10 but he says mate at the end of every sentence all I can picture right now is your man you know Shane Todd but he does his Mike McGoldrick character who's like from North Down with the really really posh accent he's like mate <laughs> That's all I can think of right now, like Campbell boys being like, yeah, mate. <laughs> if you're not from Northern Ireland, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm going to say, oh, uh, I don't know. Some people do get away with using words like that and like bro and stuff. And some people just don't. 
And yeah, that's what I have to say about that. He's a 10, but he drinks normal Coke over Diet Coke. That's from my friend who's obsessed with Diet Coke. Yeah, but for some people, the other way round would freak them out. Like, I'm a Diet Coke person through and through, but some people think Diet Coke is the worst. He's a 10, but he has no home skills like cooking and cleaning, etc. Nah, this turns me. I'm going to go with a 5. Like, maybe... No, I was going to say 6, but no. It's a 5. Like, those people that literally can't even look after themselves because they've been so, like, cradled their whole life. No, he's a 5. Okay, let's move on to some of the other ones. He's a 4, but he wears GAA gear. Some people love this, but I don't rate it. I just, I don't know. I have a weird thing about sports stuff being worn outside of sports. I don't think it looks good. No matter what sport it is, like if it's GAA, football, rugby, I don't know. I just have a thing against it. He's a four, but he makes you laugh all the bloody time. He's probably an eight then, I would say. He's a four, but he has nice hands and clean nails. I'm gonna go I'm really attracted to people's hands I'm gonna maybe say six yeah he's a four but he's a great cook oh maybe a seven like great cook like literally cooks you three meals a day breakfast in bed elaborate three course dinners for date night yeah he's a seven maybe verging on an eight <laughs> He's a four, but he has a holiday home in your favourite country. <laughs> um, oh, that's so bad, but he's probably... <laughs> I don't know what would you say. It's definitely more attractive, maybe a seven. <laughs> he's an eight, but his dress sense is chef's kiss. I'm going to say a ten. I really think someone's dress sense really can make or break them. He's a six, but he buys you coffee every day. Oh, Oh, that is really cute. Maybe a seven? Does it bring him up one or two? Maybe an eight. Mm, I don't know. We'll say seven slash eight. He's a four, but he's over six foot. <laughs> this is probably really bad, but probably like... A seven? Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> He's a six, but he listens to Harry Styles. Mm, definitely a seven. Yeah. He's a four, but he doesn't have social media. We'll go five or six. He's a five, but he makes his mum a cup of tea when she's home from work. Oh, I think I a boy treats their mum is very telling of who they are as a person and how they respect women in their life especially women who have done everything for them (laughs) so I think something like that is a really good sign of a person so I'm gonna say he would treat you really well so he would be a seven he's a four but he has a skincare routine Mm. he's a six then yeah he's definitely a six of the skincare routine he's a four but he's good on the barbecue that i'm sorry 
see men that think they're the dawn because they can put on a barbecue you're literally just putting slabs of meat on a thing you're not putting any spices on it there's no work involved in that no I'm sorry that doesn't bring you up whatsoever he's a 10 but he calls his mum mummy (laughs) instant seven instant seven oh god He's a 10, but he hates being seen with you in public. Oh no. Maybe a 7 as well. He's a 10, but he has kind of toxic boyfriends. Um, I'll say 9 because I don't think it's that much of an issue. Like, I guess it's just down to whether he takes part in it or not. Okay. He's a 10, but he sends in song requests to the local radio station. I always wonder who these people are sending in all the things because I have not once lifted my phone to do something like that. So who's doing all this? He's a 10, but he doesn't like kids. It's probably up my street. I don't like kids either, so he's still a 10 to me. <laughs> he's a 10, but he's still friends with his ex. Oh... How friendly are we talking? If it was they were just civil and they had no bad blood and at big events when they saw each other things were fine and they'd just ask each other how they were, I'd say I have that's fine. But if you're saying they're still friends as in they are commonly in each other's company in the same close friend group, seeing each other every weekend, he's a six. <laughs> He's a 10, but he follows Andrew Tate. Immediate two. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. I don't condone hate against anyone, but I can. I wholeheartedly condone hate against Andrew Tate. He is the worst human in the whole entire world. He is promoting such horrible behaviour and attitude towards women. The fact that people are giving him a platform and giving him this attention makes him think, not only that it's okay but that he should keep going with this and that it's good and that he should be saying all these things and it's also encouraging men following him to think that it's okay as well so no he's a zero not even he's the two he's a fucking zero i actually went on you know the way you can go on someone on instagram and see out of the people you follow who follows him like your mutuals and i unfollowed a few people there was two people on it i was like I don't know if they follow him by accident because they were girls. I was like, um, (laughs) should I message you and ask you if you know you're following him? So I didn't unfollow them, but yeah, I unfollowed all the boys. He's a 10, but his mum makes him pack lunches for work. (laughs) My mum would do this to my brother. Tell me why mums baby their boys so much. Like, let him do something for himself for once. This is a huge issue though with boys having everything done for them their whole lives and then they have girlfriends and then they think their girlfriends would do everything for them. And the cycle never gets broken so if you're listening to this stop mothering your boyfriend first of all and second of all if you have a son stop babying him when he's 25 years old. (laughs) He's a 10 but he drinks a pint of cow's milk with his dinner every night. (laughs) Oh god that's really really bad. It's those people that go into Boo Gym and get the wee pint of milk with it. Turn me. Absolutely turn me. He's a six. I'm sorry. Maybe seven, but it's a no for me. 
He's a 10, but he texts soccer players telling them they had a good game. <laughs> imagine, imagine you were going onto your boyfriend's like Instagram DMs thinking you were going to find something to like a girl. Next thing, all you see is messages to football players being like, good game, bro. <laughs> he's an eight, I'm going to say. He's a six, but he's got patchwork tattoos. Oh, he could be a nine, you know. I do like a good patchwork tattoo. Is that the name of them? When they're all like stamped kind of in random places? Like Harry Styles tattoos. If a six, if a boy who was a six had Harry Styles tattoos, he's definitely an eight or nine. He's a six, but he has veiny arms. He's an eight. He's a four, but he's vegan and shot sustainably. <laughs> Uh, seven. He's a seven, but he gives you back and head tickles before bed every night. Nine. He's a six, but he keeps track of your cycle so that he can know when you're going to have your period and bring you all your favourite things without you telling him. Oh, he could be a nine, you know. That is the dream. He's a seven, but takes amazing candid pictures of you. He's a nine. I'm sorry, but <laughs> imagine. He's an eight, but he calls out his friends. Nine or ten. Ten. Ten, nine, ten. Yeah, nine slash ten. He is a seven, but he actively supports feminism. I mean, the bar is low because this would definitely make him more but it should just be something that all of them do but yeah he's he's a nine maybe a ten nine slash ten he's a five but he buys you flowers just because Flo- i i never know how to say flowers Flo- i say it literally differently every time sometimes I say sometimes i say it literally like nadine coil flowers <laughs> sometimes i say flowers sometimes i say flowers I don't really know anyway he's a what did I say I keep making up numbers he's a five but he buys you flowers just because he's a seven he's a seven but he reads books Mm, he's a nine or ten I would say we absolutely stan a book reader he's a ten but he makes you call him papi sorry (laughs) Excuse me while I be sick. He's a he's a zero. He's a ten, but he orders a JTO on your first date. <laughs> he's a six. <laughs> oh, he's a ten. Oh, how rude! Someone said, but he's from Ireland. Fuck off. <laughs> he's still a ten. Oh, he's a 10, but he only ate chicken and rice. No, it's not for me. He's a, he's a four. He's a 10, but he's shorter than you. Well, see, I'm five foot three. So if he was shorter than me, yeah, it's a no. He's a four. He's a 10, but his mum still makes his doctor appointments. Oh God, he's a five. He oh he's a he's an eight, but he's rude to waiters slash waitresses. 
No, big, big no. Anyone who's rude to like anyone in that kind of environment or that's working or even like on phones, anything like that, uh, hate. He he's a he's a three. He's a ten. But he holds an elf bar like a cigarette between his two fingers. <laughs> oh, he's a seven. Oh, he's a nine, but his favourite sandwich is egg and mayo and his breath always smells like it. Absolutely not. He's a three. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to leave it there for today. Thanks so much for all your responses. This was so funny to record. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week and have a lovely weekend. I'll speak to you in next week's episode. If you get a chance, please leave a little five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let me know if there's anything you want me to talk about in the coming weeks. Just give me a little DM on Instagram. As always, thank you so much for the continued love and support. I will speak to you on next week's episode. Bye. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.